Welcome to Career Cheat Code. In this podcast, you'll hear how everyday people impact the world through their careers. Learn about their journey, career hacks, and obstacles along the way. Whether you're already having the impact you want or are searching for it, this is the podcast for you. On today's episode, we have someone who does advocacy work for a charter school network. Let's start the week with Davon Harris. All right. So, Davon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, man. Finally. We appreciate it. Now, it's been a long time coming. You know, you're not nah, no doubt, connected no about doubt. this for a while. So, I appreciate it. I'm happy it. to be here. Thank you for having me. Cool, cool. Let's dive, let's dive right in. Let's tell the world what it is you do for a living. So, you know, um, I introduce myself to everybody who's here with us. My name is Davon Harris, lifelong Bronxite. Right now, I work at for an organization called KIPP NYC. So KIPP is a national organization, charter school. And I work for the New York City region, right? So we work, the regions work autonomously, but I do do like some national work and go out and do other things like that. So I am the advocate manager, right? The advocacy manager. And what that entails is like, I work with the stakeholders who do things inside and outside the schools who build our communities together. So that's a lot of work with elected officials, a lot of work with different community board leaders, different people who are like into real estate and stuff like that. It's multi-leveled, right? We can get into it. I know there's a couple other questions you're going to ask to like break it down, but for the most part, right, I'm, I'm working for a school network in New York City. We have 18 schools throughout the boroughs and I'm advocating for those specific schools and the charter network as a whole in the charter sector as a whole in the state of New York, I do a lot of work in Albany and things mm. like that. Got it. So let's break it down a little bit. So what is your, you walk in on Monday, what does your week look like? What, All right, what are you so planning? depending, depending on the time of the year or what's going on, right. It's different. So this is my first time working, uh, inside like an educational entity, right? I've always worked in like either nonprofit. And, and the politics where I worked alongside education, right? When, but now it's like I, my work schedule is on the school schedule, right? So like right now I still go to work because I work in a, in a regional office. But a lot of people that I was an undergrad with work with me at KIPP and they're off because they're school-based staff, right? They're doing their directive operations. They're like social workers, they're teachers. So they're off for the summer. But it's because I work for the region and that work doesn't stop. I still go into work. So on a Monday, the, like, let's say I'll give you a, a typical week that could be like multifaceted, right? Like one of my first weeks, I've only been to, and been with Kip for four months, five months now since February, right? So one of my first weeks, the first day I started, I did, I hosted a trip to Albany, like an advocacy day, right? So that's connected with parents, getting the bus 6 a.m telling them what we're going to go meet with elected officials. So we're, we're with our coalition, right? So we're on a bus with different charter school entities like Boys Prep, Girls Prep, different charter schools throughout the Bronx. The first day was a Bronx advocacy day. So we go up 6 a.m. We take our two-hour trip to Albany. And now we just have a list of electors that we're going to go meet with at their office. We're going to go to their office and their chambers. We're going to have a rally on the, you know, million-dollar staircase there bring all the electors out who are charter champions mm -hmm. to, to speak to our causes, right? So that's a Monday, right? So preparing the parents for that, 
getting them up there, getting that. So like, that's like, all right, it, it's definitely being able to have the relationship with the elected officials to get those meetings, right? Then it's like, on the back end, I'm now doing things like, all right, now I have to like coordinate the logistics of like, where's, where the bus is going to come? Mm. Where the bus is going to stop? Uh, how many parents do we have there? The parent communication. Now we got to get those lunches out, right? Mm. So that's like, those are like the, the everyday things that we have to do before and during the trip. And then now we're at the trip here and managing those, those talks with the electeds, right? Mm. Having the parents be able to voice their concerns for their students, their communities, in their schools, but also be respectful to the elected officials who's giving us their time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and even though so that's a, I'm happy to bridge that gap. Right. Cause I, I come from working with electeds, right. And building these, building these meetings with different entities. So now I'm on the other side of the table. Right. So to be able to, to be able to be like, Hey, I'm here with these parents. They have some concerns, but these are the people who are voting for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So like take those concerns seriously. So that'll, that's like one day. Another day, I might just be coming into our office. Our office is in Times Square, right? Our regional office. I might be coming in there and then now I'm just doing like planning, right? So now, so I've just had a, a big summer planning meeting and we have things like our regional family council meeting. So I have 18 schools, 18 schools that's 18 parent association, mm-hmm. right? So then we have one big parent association throughout the whole entity. So I manage those. Mm. Right. So like basically checking in with our, our advocacy point people with that we have embedded in the different schools, right. It has to manage those people who are working in a regular job, right. Cause at each school, it might be different, right. At one school, it might be the social worker that I'm working with. And on the school might be the principal, right. Mm. But all of these people have an extra job of doing this advocacy based work that I manage. Got it. Right. So, yeah. So like on a, so there's a lot of paperwork to be done. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and that's why, so, so I could be at city hall one day. Right. So it's like, so, that's, so since I'm working on a, working with something that has to do with a, a politician and electeds, right. And policy, right. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, let's, we, we, I meet with the coalitions, right. I meet with people who are running these charter schools and it's like, Hey, listen, right. Charter schools, we've been around for like 25, 30 years now in New York city. Mm-hmm. They're trying to roll back some of the things that, you know, parental choice offers in new in new york state so that work requires a lot of like thought partnership with our with our colleagues who are also running charter schools and other networks around the city so and, and i mean i mean it's it's, it's interesting to navigate right because i used to just be on the outside right and just get the information but now like i've been a part of it so hmm. right like right you know this well right because i know where you come from and work and stuff like that so i I was talking with one of my colleagues and it was like, I feel, I was saying like, I feel like I went from being a generalist, right? Working for an elected, having to know so many things about so many things, right? Mm-hmm. To now being a specialist, right? So like now I'm like, hey, let's and I work in education and then specifically charter education, right? And, and this is exactly what I need. Right. Absolutely. So, so, so those two different things, mm-hmm. those two different pathways are a, uh, uh, I'm happy to have had the this experience, this new experience that I'm getting through Kip. Got it. Okay, so you've been there about a few months. Is this what yeah. you wanted to do? So, so ironically, this is not what I always wanted to do. So, I never really uh, grew up with something like, oh, I this is I, I want to be this right. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, kid, I was like, yo, I want to be a doctor, mm-hmm. right? I went, I went to college, 
right? I know one of your questions is probably going to be about like my, like how did I get to where I'm at, right? So I went yeah, to yeah. college, right? I went to DeWitt Clan High School in the Bronx, right? It was overcrowded when I went there. I went from the years of 2003 to 2007. My graduating class had like 1,300 seniors in it, all right? So I was a part of a, like, you know, they have the gifted and talented in the schools and the specialized schools. A lot of those things have changed and those designations have changed, but I was a part of a program called the Macy Einstein program where like all of like the smartest kids, they, you know, they filter those kids, you know, what they would deem as that, right? The kids who are getting like high grades. So yeah. I was in that school. I mean, I was in that program within the school, right? And, and Macy Einstein was like two different classes. So that's like maybe 60 kids. And everybody in those classes was like one to 60, like when, in the graduating 1300. Yeah. Right? And I'm wow. like, I'm a kid that was like, all right, I'm good being, I was like, I think I was like 97. Mm. Right? Like, like yeah. I was in the smart class, but I was doing a whole lot of things and I was just happy to be top 100, but kids in my class was devastated if it was 15. That makes sense. Right? That but, makes sense. but, but that, that top 20 was like, just like, you know, decimals on the, Who's where, right? Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely. and those kids was like, those are my mm. friends that I, I, I connect with now. And I do work that I feel makes me happy. Right. Yeah. And, and they are, and they do work, I guess that makes them, they might do it that makes them happy, but they get a lot of my friends who are those top students are like, all right, they're like biologists, you know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're those careers that you think are like, all right, these are what your parents want you to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. So, okay. so, so, right. So I wanted to be a doctor, but when I got to college, I was like, all right, like I, there was only a certain amount of career that I could choose from when I was young. When I got to college, it was like, oh, you could do whatever you really like. Right. And now mm-hmm. I was here with the vision of that to be like, all right, like I could really do whatever I like. So I don't necessarily have to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me do something that makes me happy. So I came out of college working for a nonprofit. And I worked for a while there and I had the thought like, Hey, I want to run a nonprofit. Mm. My career led me to go into politics and to be doing like political work. But now I'm working back at a nonprofit. I still do political work for the nonprofit, but I'm still on the path that I had coming out of of undergrad. Right. Like, and I think that I'm in a unique space. So like my right now working at KIPP, right. Like it's a, it's very unique for me. Right. A lot of things that. I've particularly put myself in has led me to this point, right? So I'm a person that I do a lot of different fellowships. You know, people, people like call it like fellowship junkies. Right? <laughs> so like, like I, so like I, I'm a connector, what I would say, right? Like I, mm. I like to network. That's what, that's what I do. So like when I hear about new fellowships that are interesting to me and I get to meet new people, I'm all in. Got so it. how I got to kick was i think i don't know have you you interviewed janet here right? yeah yeah of course so so yeah I she was, she was, the, she was the first interview here she is back when she was working at the department of small business services she yeah, has yeah, now yeah. gone small on to become services. the deputy bronx borough president and this also had a tour. family yeah of course yeah we i just had her on the tour we and kip we just we got through so like i said like on a you'll hear about different day diff, different parts of my day right like I, I work with our, with our real estate team. We got three projects going up in the Bronx right now. And I, one that's in my neighborhood where I grew up on Kingsbridge, I just had Janet come 
right? Deputy Bar, Bronx World President, and we're doing a tour of this. This is, and how dynamic is that, right? Like Absolutely. me and Janet family from mm-hmm. undergrad doing work, developing the borough that we came from. Absolutely. Right? Like Absolutely. that, and that, and that, and, and and so that that's what gets me excited, right? Like mm. that I'm I, this is work that I'm doing, and I'm showing my friend who could who could help assist with that work, but right, who is also like the face of the borough, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, yo, listen, this is what I'm doing to make the borough good, good. So when you out there, you can say, hey, this is what's happening in the borough. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? So, so, <laughs> so where'd you let, let's tell the world where did you go to undergrad? Because that's where you met so Jan and a bunch to, of other so folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bunch of people that you've had on your show. Absolutely. So I went to Binghamton University. So after I graduated from Dewitt Clinton, mm-hmm. I went to Binghamton University. I was an ELP student, right? Sported the opportunity to go there. Quick story: I chose to go to Binghamton because I didn't really have anybody. My mom just wanted me to go to college, right? Like that was her. That was just her thing, right? Like, hey, go to college. My mom wasn't the one who was like really all me to be in my books and stuff like that. She would tell me, hey, I went to school 20 years ago. Devon, you need to go to school. She made sure I went to school, but that wasn't the extent, right? Because she had so much other things going on mm-hmm. with life. So when I, I chose to go to Bing because so many people that I was, that I went to high school with wanted to go to Bing, but didn't get in. Oh, interesting. Right? So I, so I got in. And one of my closest friends who actually got in, he had gotten waitlisted, right? So we were, we were, we ended up being like roommates in freshman years. My close friend to this day, his name is Miguel Mateo. He does, he's like a VJ now, but like he does, he did a lot of like social work and stuff like that. But he, so he was like crying when we, when he got waitlisted. That's how bad he wanted to go to Bing, right? Like that's how much he knew about it. And that when, like, when somebody had like a number one school, right? Like my number one school, I wanted to go to Columbia because it was an Ivy League and it was like prestige and it was in New York, right? But ironically, the the college counselor at my high school did not even send my application. The type of things that like students be having to go through in New York City, right? So I get make my way to Bing because I was chosen, right? And people weren't. And when I got there, I meet a bunch of people who like are in, who are doing dynamic things to this day, right? And I think that like when people tell you, yo, the college are the best four years of your life, and people who say that, it was now that I'm I'm a married father, right? Things have changed, but there was a long span of my life that, yo, yeah, those four years were the top moments of my life. Right, yeah. like, yeah, 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 like, like, the, like that was they were coming. I was coming of age. I was doing things that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And so, so being at Bing, I had a beautiful time when I was there. Like the the EOP community, the Black and Brown community was very welcoming. Right, the town of Bing, I think, like that also exposed me to different things coming from an urban setting. Right, going upstate and now being outside of that, being in a rural space where like. And in New York City, you deal with like racism, but like dealing with it on an everyday basis, like a super constant basis where you're not only around your people. Yeah. When when you're not just a statistical minority, but you're really a minority in Absolutely. the space, right? Mm-hmm. When like when you're like the only black person in class, and they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we're talking about hip hop." They want when you're when you thought. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, speak on behalf of the culture. Like what? <laughs> like what? Yeah, but. But I mean, I'm happy to have those experiences, right? Like I went to Bing. After Bing, right, I graduated. I came home, 
Yes. Uh, what was your What was your major, by the way? So I I actually graduated with a double degree, a dual degree from Binghamton. I was in two. So Binghamton University has broken down into colleges, right? So I was in Harper College, which is our liberal arts college, mm-hmm. and I got a Latin American Caribbean area studies major and the Africana studies major. That's I got double major under my bachelor's of art degree, got it. and that's just because. Like I wanted to learn about us, right? Like, mm. it, it was, like I, I wanted to learn about like where my people came from. I didn't have no, my, like I said, like I, I grew up in the Bronx, Briggs Avenue, one out four, like, and and there was just me and my mother, and I didn't really have people teaching me about like historical facts. So when I got mm-hmm. to college, and it was something that I could do, and it was something that was like well respected, like a lot of the. Black people who were cultivating my college, like career and experience, they did those majors and they promoted those majors. So that's the path that I took. I loved the classes. And like at the point in time when I was in being like this, like I feel like I'm a person of like opportunity, right? Like I could have graduated with four majors, but I graduated with three majors and a minor in sociology just because I didn't want to take like two, three extra classes. Mm-hmm. But I have a, I have a bachelor of science in human development from our, like, from our, school, like, is our college of, like, professional studies. It's called CCPA. Okay. I don't want to mess up on what the, what the training yeah, is got for it. at the moment. But, so, a lot of these classes, because they were dealing with, like, disenfranchised people and, like, historical facts and things, they, like, overlapped. So, I was in school at a point where you could take one class and they could hit four majors. Mm. So like, no, I, I, didn't, I, did this, I, did, I did a similar thing, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. So like, so, but I I think you, you had to be a person that was like really like keen to that. Absolutely. Right? Like, like it, it, it wasn't like you, I know some people that were just going through the motions in school, but just going and taking the classes or they might just stuck to their major. But like, once I knew that I could do this, that was my plan. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Like, so, so I got, I got, I got a degree. dual major and three minors for the same reason. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's partly for the same reason. And couple, yeah. it's, a, it's a layer between what interests me, what do I want to learn, and how do I maximize the number of either degrees or boxes that each of these things like oh, cool. overlaps with. So yeah, and that's and that's coming from like the program like I told you in high school. I, that's coming from like taking a bunch of AP classes and coming mm-hmm. in, do it like like I said like. Like my mom just wanted me to do well, right? So like anytime I came with the program or she saw a program, look, we was a team to the point that like, all right, we worked together on on my future. Like, yo, mom, I'm gonna do this program. She's like, all right, go do it. Right. If it's gonna be positive to me. So I did college now, right? I took AP classes. Like I was that kid that was like, All right, yeah, I'm I'm outside hanging on the block, but yeah, I'm gonna go walk down here to Lehman. What is college now? Yeah, yeah, so college now is like college now, now is, and I'm specifically classes. asking about college, college now, and any other programs around that time that you felt were helpful because I think it's important for people right. to talk about them. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do. All right, so college now, that's a prog- it's a program that is was offered through my high school. So I know that is at certain different high schools or whatever. It, it's you could take classes at college, right, outside of school time. Sometimes, sometimes your class would count as a college now class depending on how the makeup was but i took a lot of classes that were college level classes when i was in high school so i i 
committed to that. And I, and they would, so I came into college, I already had enough credits to like be a sophomore if I wanted to. I, I left college with a lot of credits because it, it wasn't my goal to like graduate early or anything like that, but I had those college credits in a lot of classes I didn't have to take so I could take a bunch of other classes that I wanted to take. Right. So another program that I, I was a part of, let me see if I can Google it. I don't know if it exists anymore, but it's a, it, it, it's like a, it's like a, a science and health program at Columbia university. And it was like citywide and called like SPSD or something like that. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to look it up before the interview, but that program, I used to like work with like cadavers. This was like, this was like young, like, like ninth wow. grade. And people mm -hmm. that I wasn't being with that. And that's why I said, like, I feel like my life is all about like connecting, right? It's people that like, we were at eighth grade, I believe in this program mm -hmm. that was at Columbia university it was on Saturdays, right? I had to get up as a Bronx kid, get up, make my way to Washington Heights. My mom trusted me enough to go, let me go get on a 12 bus mm -hmm. and then get on whatever, the, either the A train or something like that. And I had yeah. to go make those moves across the city, right? Make my way to 168th street. And to like, to do this, like work to, that was like working, like with doctors and things like that. It's crazy. When you get to college, it's like, yo, well, I'm in this program with people from Brooklyn, from Queens, and now we're in college and I see you again. Yeah. And that's yeah, like, absolutely. I think this, the, the city is big, but it's not really big when you're, when you're in like silo programs and things like that. Absolutely. So I, I did, I did those programs in my, in my, like my high school had a lot of programs. So. Mm. I did something called, what is it called? Youth About Business. Got it. Right? So that was throughout the whole New York City. And it was like, all right, they picked like the top school. Or, and how Clinton ran it was like, if you were interested, you applied. And then they had like trial runs for you to make the team. And hmm. the team was like people from your class, right? Because we're all in the same classes. We all try. So that I... I'm still friends with a little, I was actually with one of my teammates actually yesterday. He just came back from Paris. One of my boys, he moved mm -hmm. out to Paris and he just came to visit. So we were hanging out. This program is like, all right, once you get the team as a team of seven, you have to, it's like a C-suite, right? Like everybody mm -hmm. has to pick their position, right? You want to be a CEO, you want to be finance. How are you going to do this? Because my week that we first got into it was for mergers and acquisitions. Right. Mm -hmm. So as a high school kid, we're learning about mergers and acquisitions. We each get a business and either you're going to acquire a business or you're going to be acquired. And the winners is like, yo, who orchestrated the business their best? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So like me and my team, we, we made it to the championship camp. Yeah. Right. So we were like, we, so yeah, so it was like, we, we stood at Columbia university. It was crazy. Right. As a, mm -hmm. I, I, I now from the last four or five months working in education, I think back to all the things I did yeah. as a New York City student in school and like my, my wife's a teacher and mm. not even until I worked into schools, like my wife's been a teacher for a decade and I, and I, here and there, we always joke about like, oh, was this type of student and oh, I did this, but now, now being in the school and like, wow, the things mm. that kids do that don't, they don't really think much about like the teachers. I have to like have a high level of liability about it or something like that. Cause I, 
I'm like, yo, I, we, we would go to, we was in Columbia University as students, right? From New York City. They were saying students is bad. We got our laser pointers. We're like running through the campus. Like I grew up when I tell you like a candid story, right? Like social media, right? We're like from the era where social media came to be, correct? So I can remember the first time I ever heard like other social media. I was on a school bus, right? Like my, I went to Clinton, so. I lived close to Clinton, so I took the bus. I had had I was a half fair kid, right? Like so, mm-hmm. I so I heard on the on 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 the bus, kids was going there like, yo, I'm a part of this group, yo. Did you sign on? You add me as a friend, and I'm like, yo, what are they talking about? And it was like, yo, this thing is called Skonegs. Like, oh man, I need to get I need to get on it, right? So yeah. I'm like, so now I went to school. So now it's like, I guess the thing I well, just popped off like a couple of days or whatever. Everybody mm-hmm. in school talking about it, exchanging. Mm-hmm. Good times. So man. I'm like, yo, I don't, so but I, I grew up, right? I didn't have a computer in the house, right? Like me mm-hmm. and my mom, we, we come from humble beginnings. I didn't have a computer at home. So anytime I had to like type papers or something, I was going to the library. I was staying extra time at the school because I didn't have a computer. So mm-hmm. everybody was talking about it and things like that. I had to go to the library. Like after I was like determined, like, yo, I'm going to go to the library. Let me book my little hour and get right. Cause like, mm-hmm. I, I, I like everybody from our generation connect on like, yo, the AOL found and like having to disconnect yep, from yep. home. I, ironically, like uniquely, I don't have that experience because I didn't even have a computer. Mm. Right. My mom had the phone at all times. Right. Like I didn't have an internet in the house. So I Mm. wasn't never having that. Like I, Mm. I had the first time I got an AOL screening was when I got a, when I got a, what's the sidekick. Wow. Cause it was in my hand. Like it was, that was, it was. So when, when the, when the internet got the handheld was the first time that I got on it Mm. to like start making moves. So like I'm so when it comes to technology, I'll be delayed, and I know nah, it's like it's all good. But but I mean, it's interestingly enough though, you always been good at networking, right? So like of even course. even you knowing that you were disadvantaged, were like you know what? Let me try to figure out a way to yeah, get connected me, on this thing. Let me figure out a way to still tap into so like the people I just met, and these are folks that like as you said, like some of them you're still hanging out with to this day, of right? Course, of but course. that's intentional, and that's an intentionality that goes behind bridging those relationships and maintaining them. So shout out to you though. No doubt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why I said, like, I, I, that's why I said, I'm happy to have like the yeah. experiences I've had. Like, I wanted to let you know, like how I got to being at Kip, right? Yeah, like, please. So, so Janet, we spoke about already, very mm-hmm. close friend of mine. She tells me about a fellowship that she's done. It's called Cup. Right. The Council of Urban Professionals. Okay. He tells me about it. And another one of my colleagues, her name is Miguelina. She's like top counsel for assembly member Carl Hasty. Okay. She, she invited, invites me out to a happy hour. This happy hour happens to be for this group that Janet tells me about. Okay. Janet happens to be at this happy hour. Is that zone of the Cuba? Mm. We have a good time, right? They spill me in on what this is about. I meet some more people. So now this, this group of people are like intellectuals who are a part of like finance and legal throughout the city. And I guess they're making 
like political in ways because they they got Janet, they got this other young lady, Miguelina, who are and and, and I noticed that it was heavily like African American, but I guess they're making their their Latino and their people of color in roles because I've seen like very few Asian people in there, but it was it was welcoming. So I joined the program and it taught me a lot. This program council hmm. of urban professionals. I think like, I mean, being here on your, on your platform, I'd love to promote it. I think that if you're a mid-level professional and you're looking to either like switch industries and get connected with people from different parts of the city, something to look into. Okay. So well, one of Janet's very close friends from her year in it works at the NFL. Right. She, so like, she, went, she went to college with me. All right. You see, like, <laughs> so, I mean, we, I mean, we, we're connected. So. She was, she was housemates with my wife for like three years. <laughs> so, so look, right. So boom. So this young lady, her is crazy. Everybody's the story is different. So this young lady, her older sister is like 25 years older than her and is the chief external officer at Kip NYC. So when I was, I was, I just, before coming to work at KIPP, I was working on the governor's campaign, right? I was doing the political directing for Uptown and the Bronx. So after the campaign was done, we won the campaign. I helped and implement the first female governor in New York State's history. And I was looking for a new job. I didn't want to continue to just work for a principal. Like I, at that point, I, I knew that I wanted to work for an entity and not for an elected, right? So I was looking and the person that we have a mutual connection to told me, hey, my sister is looking for something that is very specific to what you do, right? But for this, would you be interested? It happens to be that, so she, she sends it to me, it's KIPP, it's charter school, it's different from what I'm normally doing, but I have the unique experience of I was a, like I said, I'm a fellowship junkie. My grade school degree, I have a master in public administration from Baruch University, but it's specifically through a program called National Urban Fellows, right? So this program mm. is a, is an accelerated MPA program. It, it lasted 35 years at Baruch. I was the final class at Baruch it is now at Georgetown University. So I've promoted it. I think a lot of people that I know from being through it. And so the program is basically a similar to cup, but is with the intentionality of like making like, you know, social political uh, connections. And, but this now on a national scale. So I had to, when you choose to do this program, you have to commit to it. You have to leave your job. So I did this in 2018. 2018, I was working for a New York State Assembly member named Marcos Crespo. And he worked in like the Southview area of the Bronx, but he's no longer elected officially. And now he like does like political director for Monty. He's like big wig there at Montefiore. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was working for him and he was leaving to do that, right? Like I was working. So he was a dyna dynamic elected official. He had the option to like, become, become congressman, become borough president. He was like shining star at the Bronx at this point. So I was happy to be tied to him, right. With me loving the network, right. He was also like the chairman of the Bronx democratic party at this point. So like work, work was very fun. All right. So 
he was choosing to leave work. Right. And I was, so we had people could have like tried to go with him or to, to do something else. So because I had this pause and I had to like, look for the next step in my life, I chose to go and get my graduate degree because I was working and I necessarily didn't need a graduate degree. I was on a path to making a lot of money without having a graduate degree. And I think that that's what politics affords you if you're connected to the right people in the right space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's interesting because I know that's, that's around the time when I met you when you were working at a Crespo's office. And, you know, I think you and I hit it off right away, especially when we made the connections of all the mutuals. And we're like, oh, man, of you, course. You, you solid and we out here in late community board together. seeing you doing good work, right? Like, you're seeing you doing good work. Like, to see, and, and, and like, yo, to think about it, like, I drive on a Sheridan all the time. Mm-hmm. You know how much hard work they make now? That's, that's facts. What is that? Yeah. It's like, yo, if I, but my drive on that is a little different from anybody else. And it's like, yo, I put in hard work for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's real. <laughs> like, so, yeah, that's the stuff like we worked on together. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's late nights, it's community boards, it's, yeah, you know, it's going to talk to people that are, you know, really now, interested in sometimes I'm, not I'm even big advocates of your not, projects. Yeah, yo, it's crazy to, to try to win those people over, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and the, and then the see the Bronx changing is, is, is perfect. So, so my mm-hmm. grad school, I, when I was in grad school, I had to pick up and move. So it was, it's a celebrated program. We did two years and Bar- I mean, you did two months at Baruch in the summer, take classes all day, like you working like nine to five for two months straight. You pick up. And so every Friday you interview was a different entity from a different sector from, from all over the nation. Right. So we're interviewing with like hospitals, different state entities, everything that you can imagine. Right. Those entities pick who they want from the group. Cause the, the, the group is small. Only 24 people get chosen in, in the nation that comes. So it's people from all over the nation that come. They had, luckily I'm a New Yorker, but everybody else had to pick up from where they was at move to New York, find somewhere in New York to live for two months and potentially move somewhere else. Yeah. Because after our two months, we had to move somewhere else, stay nine months, do a fellowship at this place, get paid very little bit of money because you're in school, and move back, do two more months. So like if summer to summer, you get your MPA and you get a whole experience in a new state. Go. So I moved to Chicago. All right, so I was chosen to work with the New York, the, the Illinois State Charter School Commission, right? It's an entity that doesn't even exist anymore because the charter school sector, how that things work, it existed at one point, and then they voted to to, to, to dismantle it once once my culture was done and I left. But so doing my political work is why they chose me, right? They 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 seen that I worked with the state in New York, so. So, so I did that work and I actually helped preserve the commission while I was there. Right. Like, and, but to, to go to Illinois to see like state commission, and this was a state commission that was four employees there. Mm. Crazy culture shock, like coming from working in the New York state assembly. And and like, I can go to any office at any day and it'll leaves me like five, six people in that one particular office. But for the whole commission, before people it was hard work for for a long time that that nine months was grueling yeah. right but i did the work right i got my master's degree very fast Be, before you go to the next step 
tell me why, how you even applied or heard about All right, so Urban Fellow because of and, my, and so like National Urban Fellows. Yeah. So my connection, like, is always, is, I, I think my life is, like, built off of networking, right? Like, that's like, if somebody said, like, yo, what's one, like, cornerstone of you and networking is, right? So a young lady I used to just bump into from grad school, from, from undergrad, I used to just bump into her in Harlem. Like, I had ties to Harlem. My family's from Harlem. I used to live there. So a young lady named Glamoury, she was looking into this program. She's like, yo, Devon, I'm looking into this. I bumped into her randomly, 125th. We just catching up, like you catching up with somebody from undergrad. Yo, how you doing? Yo, it's crazy. We bump into each other all the time. She's like, yo, I, I just want to tell you, I'm looking into this program. It's great, blah, blah, blah. I know you into this type of stuff. Check it out. So I check it out. Another thing that I say is like keen to me as a person is that like I I love to like talk and I I think I'm very persuasive so when I looked into the program it the application was done but I'm mm -hmm. like oh I seen that it was nice like oh I, I wanted to get a graduate degree right <laughs> is MPA is that the rule so I'm a I'm a public school kid i've never i told you i wanted to go to columbia that did not happen right so i've been in public school from kindergarten to grad school right so it was like oh is that cuny this is a cuny school i could get a cuny under my belt like it's lit i call the program and i'm like yo i know the application is done but i don't see what's when the next one opens i'm calling for information because i i'm taking initiative i've learned that that's what that's what it takes the mm -hmm. person, the person who is the president of the, of the organization that runs the fellowship, not Baruch, right? But the, the, the fellowship itself is like, you say your name was Devon Harris. I was like, yeah. They say, yo, where did you go to high school at? I said, I went to high school, Dewey Clay. The person is like, yo, this is my name. I was a dean at Dewey Clay during the time you were there. Wow. And I remember you. Wow. He's like, yo, if the first time tells me, yo, listen, if you want to be in this program, send me all your information. I give you three days. Let's see if you, if you could, if you could do all this in three days, I got you. I'll put you in. Got it. So wow. I made it work. I, I did it. I, mean, I spoke to my wife. I spoke once I, once she was my wife at the point, right? She was my girlfriend, right? We went, went to an undergrad together. We were been, I've been with my, my wife since undergrad. But we're just three, we're about to be three years married though. So we've been together like a decade plus though now. Mm -hmm. So I told her, right, we were living together in an apartment. I told her like, yo, this is what it's going to be. Like, this is what I want to do. But what are you with? Are you winning? She's like, yo, this is what you want. Yeah. It's going to build your profile. Like I'm cool. I'm, I'm down with this one year struggle. Yeah. Right. So when people say like, yo, what about marriage and stuff like that? Yo, this lady was like, yo, and, and the time when she was living her life, Mm -hmm. Her partner was like, hey, listen, I want to make this detour. And she was like, all right, like, let's go. Right. Like, I'm because for the ride. Yeah. It's not just a commitment of grad school and a fellowship. It's also an understanding. I'm not going to be around for like nine months. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm away. Yeah. I'm away. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would have to, like, mm -hmm. Spirit became my best friend, Spirit Airlines. Hey. I would have to travel that joint all the time, like, on a weekend. That, that, I would say, like, if anybody ever say, like, yo, when would you ever be able to take spirit when you need to go somewhere multiple times, which you don't need a bag, right? Because I had an apartment in Chicago, apartment in New York. 
I didn't need to get a bag. All I needed to do was show up to the plane. And if it was can if it was delayed or whatever, it didn't matter because I would be home that Friday night because I needed to get time with my girl. It didn't matter. Absolutely. Like all of the other things around it didn't matter as long as it was gonna get me somewhere very cheap. I didn't have to explain anything. So so that it, it it worked, right? Like and I so I did an intense work for nine months in charter schools. Hmm. It, like running it state level wide in Illinois. So when my people see me up and say, yo, this is a charter school opportunity. I was like, yo, this is crazy that this is coming back full circle because I get to do what I went to grad school for. But what I do, what I love doing, working with electeds, working on policy, right, mm-hmm. pushing legislation. So hmm. this space was like perfect for me to get there. And as like I said, like I, it's built on like, you know, having a persuasive speech and having the, the right network, right? Because my friend connected me with her sister. We spoke a little bit and they, and, and, and once they seen my resume and they spoke mm-hmm. with me, it was like, they wanted me, Absolutely. right? That's when the table has switched. Like, yo, they wrong. We need you on a team. Yeah. And I think it's part of it is being prepared for when that opportunity comes, right? Of Taking course. The initiative. Definitely. Like Definitely. You, you took the initiative to say, oh man, this application for this national urban program urban fellows program is closed but let me just call and get info yes that led to this person knowing who you were knowing your track record and knowing that you were actually like a good human that has a history of doing good work saying all right you know what if you're able to turn this around which is also now putting it on your court to say let me deliver let me deliver some quality application right and then going from there right and a lot of it is yes the network matters and people know your work and people know that you have a history of delivering because your network is one thing, but your network is not going to open up doors if they know you're going to make them yeah, look bad yeah, ultimately. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I, I, yeah, definitely. But that's why I said like, yo, I think that like, it's very true when people say like, yo, like surround yourself with the right people, right? That like that, that, that 33, 33, 33 rule that people talk about. I think that I don't know if you have to be so rigid with it, but I do think that like you need to be around people who you could like iron sharpens iron, right? Yep. But you need to also be around people who you could teach, right? Like I always want to be around somebody who could teach me, somebody who I could just have good banter with, and somebody I can teach, right? I doesn't necessarily need to be thirty three percent in my whole life, but those are three type of people that I want to be around, and I want to be a person that people say, all right. We know Dave Vaughn going to get the job. Right. Mm-hmm. So like that's, that's outside of the networking. Right. That's just like, like integrity. Right. Like mm-hmm. certain things that like I was saying, like comes from being raised. Like, like what were the things that were installed on you? Like, so like my mom wasn't helping me with my multiplication, but she was helping me with my manner. Mm-hmm. Right. Like with my posture, who to talk to, how to talk to them. Right. Things that are like everyday life things. And like, I would say like, yeah, so I'm a, I went to college. I'm a fraternal man, but like the reason, the reason why I got it out with fraternity. So, so actually, so I'm a part of two different fraternities, right? And for like collegiate wise, I'm a part of, you know, the only, the best, the, the greatest fraternity in the world, Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. And I'm also a part of a community organization. It's a fraternity called the Order of the Feather Fraternity. Where I actually joined it before I joined Omega because I'm a I'm a grad Q, right? So I joined Omega after my undergrad years, and 
I, I joined this community organization first because it was everybody. When I worked at the nonprofit I worked at, when I came out of college, all the men that worked there, even if they were Greek, were in this fraternity. It was like, yo, listen, we work here in Harlem and we have a chapter in every borough and we're just black men doing the work here for black youth. So that's why I joined that particular fraternity. And those men actually helped me find a path towards Omega. The ones who were mm-hmm. Omega men. Right? Mm-hmm. So like, so, but I, so those men showed me a lot in, in how to be like a man of distinction, right? I love the men in my family, but I come from a family where like majority of the men in my family were in jail. Right. Like my father was in jail my whole life, like more so like now he's not in jail, but like growing up, like he's missed like all his kids graduations. Right. Like, mm. so he got to come to my grad school graduation. I was happy to, to go to grad school in 2018 after he's come home from jail in like 2016. So he could come to a graduation. Mm. Right. Like cause he really missed, he missed everybody's graduation because how I attribute it, he was doing a lot of things. Which, I mean, like he was convicted of doing criminal activities, but he was doing those things for the betterment of his family. And that's why, mm-hmm. that's how I attribute all the men in my family. Cause my particular family, everybody, when people, you see a lot of these things, like what rappers are going through now, like Rico cases, like I was a young kid and I knew what that was, right? Like I was in high school and I knew what a Rico case was because all the men in my family had already been in jail because of this right mm. and then like I, I had a different understanding of like life and like friendship and commitment to things because like i've seen like people in my family work together right like if, whether it's commun- criminal activity or not right they're enterprise who working together right mm-hmm. and then i've seen like what type of integrity people have if like, so some people talk about like snitching and things like this is not a pie, this podcast about career, but like I have a whole like wealth of knowledge and things like, um, like street life. Right. Because like in my family, what people would call me is like, like the good, the good kid. Right. Like I'm like the good one. Right. Because like everybody else, they, what, what we would call it is like, they, they involved, right. Like they do what's mm. Right. But I think that that type of lifestyle and what comes with like the teachings of it is great. Like I, I knew how to like deal with failure. I knew how to like make sure like I set a plan in order and complete it from these men. They just didn't know how to tell me like about 401k, right? Mm-hmm. They just did like, like, like they just didn't know like the teaching about stocks. Right. So mm-hmm. when I got to college, I surrounded myself with fraternal men because they were black men who came from places like me who got out and learned. Right. Absolutely. They were the men who could teach me. Right. Yep. Like my, my, my family could teach me about certain things. Right. They couldn't teach me about other things. So mm-hmm. I had to go find those things. Yeah. And it makes sense also because I think, you know, this part of your story and part of what makes you who you are and why you're able to go into a room and relate to so many people, right? Because you've been through different walks that not everyone in your type of position has gone through. So you can go into different systems and say, okay, this is how we can, one, recommend some things that can fix it. Two, the real impacts as I lived it. Three, talk to youth and parents 
differently because you understand some of the challenges that they may of be course. going through. And it's like, look, I I co I completely hear you and we can work together to make this happen. This is me and this is my background. And like I think that adds to you definitely personally, but also professionally. I think you just show up differently definitely. when you have that perspective. Of course. I do think that people people see me and they're like, damn, they want you do this work. Like my my coworkers now, she was if any was the, was to like when people say, like, what was somebody say about you? I know my coworkers would be like, yo, Devon is excited about the work, right? Like Devon is excited about the work. Like, and what makes me say, like, I, this wasn't my, this wasn't where I wanted to be in life. Like, or it wasn't like, hey, I wanted to go and do this, but it makes me feel intrinsically happy. When I, like, I, I did a week of graduation, right? I told you we got 18 schools, right? Going to just showing up to the graduations and like seeing mm. families that I know. Right, people from my block, right? People that live in my mom's building. And they're like, yo, they won't just know, oh, oh, I got your email that was from you. That's crazy. Wow. Right? And it's like, wow. yo, that's a, and, and, and to see, like, and I think particularly when I see, like, men, like my, like, men of color peers, right? Like, who are from my neighborhoods, who are like, might be like dealing with like the criminal justice system now and things like that. When I see them like showing up for their kids at the graduation, that makes me feel good. And for them to see me and be like, all right, because they, they know me, right? And they know how I stand as a man, right? Because we grow up around each other, right? So they know it's a hard life to even choose to be, to, to come from our communities and to choose to be on the path we're on. That's a hard life. Mm -hmm. Right, like, and they know that, and they know that I'm a genuine person. So, I just the last week when when the schools were closing, and and I was seeing this, and to see so many people like, yo, they want to see and making seeing you here make me feel like I even made an even better choice to be mm -hmm. a part of that brand, right? Because like people people are trying to get into Kip like as a school because the brand is crazy, like. I, I think the school is, is so dynamic just to what we're doing and people breaking down the door, right? Like I, somebody just called me, try to see, yo, can you check on, can you check on to see my kid's application process? And I'm like, yo, listen, like, yo, I can't, I can't get them in, right? Like, you know, like I know yeah. the room, but mm -hmm. like, let me go and see what the, what the process is. Yo, I, your kid is like on the wait list 368. They might not like, they, they might likely not get in. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yo, that's how, that's how crazy people want to come to the school. And it's like, I'm happy to be a part of that brand. Right. And I, and that's mm -hmm. why I even took the job. Right. Because it's like this, cause now I think so highly of myself. Like I, I, I first, at one point when I was coming out of college, I used to be like, damn, like I need to work for something that's great. Like I need to go be a part of something that's there, but mm -hmm. I, I mean, now that I've been working, I've built myself to a point. I, I am the entity now and I need to be aligned with something that's aligned with me. Absolutely. Right. I don't want to be working somewhere and then somebody is like, and oh, this is what, this is what you, cause I mean, cause no matter where you work, you're going to get some of those comments. Like, mm -hmm. right? cause everything is not hunky dory, but I want to work with a place that got more of the positive. Yo, this is a great place. I know they're doing the work. Like, Kip, I could see myself in Kip, right? It was, it was like, yo, oh, when they describe it, it's like, all right, yeah. Like, and that's why people, they, people see me, they're like, oh, this is perfect. It's a lot. Yeah. 
I'm in alignment. Because you're from thing, the... Okay. No, no, no. I mean, I, I'll let, you're going to get your comment in, but like the one thing that I would say that like now... So when I when you get a when you get to this part of your career in this stage, right? Like I went from working at doing like political and like doing like consultant style work to like now coming back to working like nonprofit, right? Like that has like financial impacts. That's the only thing that you would like that somebody might say. Like I I see a lot like people from my life in politics are like, yo, they wrong. Why would you go work for a nonprofit? You could want to work for a private sector situation mm-hmm. to make to make more money, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that like Kip, at the moment, they want me to a point that they paid me enough money to get my services, yeah. right? Like, and, and I I don't know. I'm not checking on other people's paychecks or whatever. I don't know if it's unique, but I had a point that I wanted to get, and I and I negotiated that. Like that's I'm comfortable in that space in my career and and i think a lot of it comes from you know just the, the teaching and learnings i've been getting from my different fellowships and my experiences in life and talking with my peers it, uh, it you could work at a place that doesn't have like high regard in finance in the finance space but still get, get compensated extremely well absolutely so Actually, that's a that's a good segue because I feel like, you know, I think what what I was going to say earlier was that you're not only from the community, but you're for the community. Right. Um, of course. And it's great. And that's why people love seeing you in these spaces. But I would say to what you just mentioned, I think it's important to talk about salaries and understand how much opportunity there is to do good and get well compensated for it. Because I think a lot of times people you know, have have comments like what you yeah. receive, like, oh, you should go to private sector. It's like, no, I could actually do really good work and still get good money. So like, and then if you I give was us... in the private sector, I wouldn't be in the spaces that I'm in. 100%. So like, can, yeah. you give us, can you give us a range of what someone with your year, years of experience in your type of role could make? So I would say in my type of role, right, depending on, so the experience is a little bit different, right? So like when I would tell you when, when this proper was propositioned to me it was like capped at like it was like from like 70 to 100k right and when i came and i was like well listen this is where I, this is what i do this is where i'm at right and i'm I'm looking to make more than that so the the opportunity came to like get more money no, right sure. so i do think i do think that like i'm a person like i just came from working in the city council my salary was like sixty thousand dollars to be like very transparent Mm -hmm. but i worked in a space that like allowed me to do so much other work that i was that i made enough money that it wasn't just fifty thousand dollars that i left the year with right but i knew that like so after after doing that council work i was like i can't keep doing this because now to 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 make ends meet on the financial thing that now I'm exuding all of my time, right? Because there's other spaces to get money in, but I have to give all my time and my body and stuff too. Because mm-hmm. like working for an elected is not only just like usually you know, the little mind, especially during a time like the pandemic, we haul and down the piles of food out mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so it, it was a lot. So like I think that like now that like when people are 
the your intellectual power, that's what you need to be selling, right? Yeah. Like, yo, listen, like, hey, listen, this is what this is what I'm bringing to the table, and you could you could make up upwards to like in the in my specific role, like I'm a manager. There's a director above me. Mm-hmm. I'm a partner. See, we're like colleagues at work because we're peers, mm-hmm. but she's the director of advocacy. So mm-hmm. she's probably making more than me. And I think that you can make like upwards of like a 160. Got it. And that's great, space. right? Yeah, yeah I, think I think that that's good. That's good money. Like we, we're young 30s, yeah. right? Like we're like in that space that is like, hey, we're creating a foundation. Like clearly I know people that make more money than me. I know people that make way more money than me. Absolutely. But like, yeah, I make good enough money that I can have my own life. I can buy something that I want, right? Like, I'm not straying to be like, all right, and I am a working dad, right? So like now that like coming into play is like, all right, like uh, if sometimes I entertain like, yo, what's that private sector money looking like? But mm-hmm. yeah, listen, this is what, this is what I want to do, right? Like I love that. I'm doing this like, cause this is what I want to do. I'm also like in a place and, and I reassure my, my colleagues at work all the time that I, it's not like, I'm definitely down for longevity, but I'm, I'm not on a person that's not going to be able to go get what's for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so like, I'm not going to be committed in a place that they ain't committed to me and my growth. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so if there, there if, if the opportunity comes that I feel like I'm going to grow a little bit more and, and that's, they got enough and it's going to give me what I'm getting here. I'm having to entertain that, but I'm just mm-hmm. four months in. I'm not entertaining that right now. I'm good. Yeah. Of course, but it's always good to, you know, have that openness and, 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 and awareness. So are there any forms of media that have changed you personally or professionally? So thinking whether books, shows, podcasts, anything like that, that you're like, man, once I read or watched this, that kind of changed things for me. Yo, so I, you know, ironically, right. So when, so like, when you send me the preps for that, I was thinking about this, right. Cause like, that's not like I, I, I read a lot of books. I've never had like, one a piece of media like it's gonna be ironic, yo. I'm I, 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 and I apologize if it's it, it, if it's stranger than like any of your other like people, but a piece of media that like guides me in my life is the Bible, right? People don't usually consider it a piece of media, but it is, right? Like that's something that I read and it has a lot of stories and allegories in it, mm. and like. Like I, a lot of the things that like I, I can attribute to just like having those personal characteristics, I get it from the Bible. Like, so that, that was just what sat on me when I read the prep, right? Got it. Because I can't, I couldn't pick like, oh, I, I got books that I like, right? Like, and there's like, I, mm-hmm. but I'm, I never was like a, I never read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I mm-hmm. never read 48 Powers of, 48 all the power like i'm that's that's not me right mm-hmm. like the podcasts that i'm listening to are like very much so hip-hop podcast like mm-hmm. like drink ch- drink jams oh yeah i might get into the joe butter podcast i like i said already here like i'm definitely doing like the career chico podcast because like i offhand i could just list a number of people that i've watched that we are connected to both like Janet, mm-hmm. 
Dealing some bias, Hector Santana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bunch of uh, Antonio. You went to high school with her, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, me, Antonio, we were in the youth about business together. Absolutely, that's I know Antonio. That, that, that's great because that's <laughs> like, like you think, right? Like so, so we were we were traveling the country in, mm-hmm. in high school together. Absolutely, right? but we weren't in high school together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, so like, wild. So that's wild. That's like, wild. Yeah, small, it's a small world things, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that's so, so like, like that. That's why I said, like, yo, I think that it, it's beautiful to like be a part and and to like just connect and continue. And that's that's what I like to give to people. Like, mm-hmm. yo, listen, go out and try something. Like, I I like to impart that on somebody. Like, yo, make another connection. Mm-hmm. Right, and it goes to back to like it goes back to like I, like me and my mom. My mom was an evangelist. Now, like we grew up like that. I grew up in church, right? So that that goes back to like like me going to church every day. Like, well, not every day, but majority every Sunday. At the end of our church, we get up and the pastor, yo, reach out and touch somebody. Mm. Yo, just give somebody a hug, give somebody a, a comforting word. This is how we're going to leave each other today. I love right? it. Like so that's so that's I try to implement that into my life, right? Mm. But I so. The so like that's what I'll listen to that's here real. and there. Like I'm also not like doing like podcast. I like for the show though. Like I was like, Yo, what podcast do I go to and listen to? Yeah. All right. So when I'm traveling, me and my wife are doing road trips. We're like, like I'm heavy into like true crime. All okay. right. So like, so I'm like always listening to a podcast called like Crime Junkies. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's another one called In the Dark like that I love and like my 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 wife likes one that is it's like crimes and makeup or something like that when the like the girl and she she watches it sometimes and the girl is like doing true crime or doing her makeup. Mm-hmm. I can't watch it but I'll listen to it with her in the car. <laughs> but uh, those are those are like podcasts that's that, real. that I'm into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like okay. I would say like things that really like guided me like pieces of media that guided me is like like very hardcore hip hop, yep. Right? Like, 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 I like, I like, like, even to this day, like when I go in my car, the selection of music is like DMX, yeah, locks, like yep. very much so, like music that like I don't think you could make today. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Like, 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 like it can't, it won't play on the radio at all. But yeah. like, those are the things that like influenced me because, like I said, right, I come from growing up like in the street. Like some of the hardest, roughest streets in New York City. A lot of the people who are my peers, like when they people say like people are dead or in jail, like a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a number of friends who have been murdered, a number of friends whose lives consist of them going in and out of jail, mm-hmm. a number of friends who now that I, now that we're thirty, they've spent more than half their lives in jail. So imagine, like, I, I, I'm now trying to, like, be a friend and mentor to peers who, like, were still, like, in the, in the neighborhood. They're like a kid, right? They were in jail when they were 17. But now we're about to be 35. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's, like, yeah. getting them acclimated. They don't know nothing about a metro car. Like, they, wow. like, they don't know, like... Like that, I can remember teaching my pops about a metric card. He didn't know what it was, like because mm. he was in jail for so long and certain things changed. Mm. Like so, like I like so, so that's that's what like that's where I'm at with it. Like kind of stay connected, right? But 
still, you know, build build me, build my foundation, like have my family. I have my 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 I imagine, right? So like this is what I say about how people they know where I come from, people know and love me, right? I have my mom, my family's visiting my mom from Alabama. They're staying with my mom. So my mom is from Briggs Avenue, is like that's a fifty second precinct. It's really rough over there. Right, like so, mm-hmm. my man's is outside. When I'm pull up, I see all my man's outside. Like they are the people on the block, right? Like if we if if we were in the community board meeting, I, I was like, hey, I, I've been like you said, we go to community board late night. I've announced like, hey, listen, this is me giving giving comment from this office, but I live on one night four and Briggs, and then the whole way be like, whoa, because everybody in that room. And that the people who be outside on the block. Yeah. yeah. It's a different subset of people. But like, I, I took my daughter to see my mom yesterday and I'm hanging outside. Maybe I was outside about 10 minutes. And like, two of my friends was like, yo, Devon, yo, I think you should just head out soon. Like, yeah. like, like, if my boys, those are like, and we grown, right? Mm-hmm. Like, somebody mm-hmm. might have took that as an offense to be like, yo, dude, you shouldn't be telling me about how to, and my time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, they love me so much. They ain't like, yo, listen, like anything can happen at any time, Devon. And we don't want that to be you. Mm, I love right, you. Right, like, 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 right, like, like, yo, listen, we here. We live in here. And this is what we're choosing to do. But no, you made so many decisions. Like, let me help you out with the next one. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's how, great. That's how they protect I you. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, like, like that's how I see it, right? Like, because yeah. it was a time where I was just making the hard decisions to be like, well, nah, yo, I'm not going with y'all to do this. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Like, like there was a time that they knew that, like, I felt that I had enough pride in them, and I wasn't scared to tell them, like, yo, nah, I'm not doing that. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever y'all gonna do. And yeah. now they could be like, yo, they won't even be here. Yeah. The right, funny right, part right, is, like, I had a similar conversation recently with because, you know we are sometimes tasked with making tough decisions quickly at work. And it's like, bro, when you come from like real life threatening decision-making, this other yeah. stuff is like oh, not that hard to navigate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And, and, and with some of our counterparts, right? Like some of our like white counterparts is a is on the flip side because they haven't had that, right? Like they haven't had those experiences, right? Like, and, and the decisions that you are making, it, it, it weighs so much. That's why I said, like, I'm a person that, like, I I had to learn to be able to communicate with people who have, like, anxiety. Mm. Right? Because, like, I didn't really understand how to process it at one point. Like, like, like what? Like, come on. Like, everything, life is just anxious. Like, that's how I grew up, right? Like, everything about it is is at is, is top level. Yeah. Yep. So like you should just calm down and let us do whatever's gonna happen, whatever and also me having faith in God, yo. Whatever mm. has happened is his will and we just gotta submit to what this is and try our best. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that the world should know about Davon that we yo, haven't spoken I mean, about? Yo, yo Davon, yo, I'm I'm the coolest guy ever, yo. Reach out to me. Really what I would like to say like one of uh, a big part of what's intrinsically me and what I, that I just consciously took note of recently is that like, I, I help people 
connect them to a lot of different things. So like if anybody's watching this and they might need help with anything, connecting to anything, that's real life, right? Like I would go out my way to try to do that, right? To try to see what I can do, right? If I can't do it, it's not in my power. I definitely am honest about that. But like, I feel good when I'm like in different aspects of life. And it's like, I've seen people and it's like, oh, I help you get this job. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I used to in my nonprofit when I worked in nonprofit, when I first came out of college, I was doing like youth development, anti-gun violence work, like doing wraparound services for kids who were injustice involved things because those were like, I see them as my cousins and my brothers and stuff. Right. The people who couldn't make the decisions that I was making. Yep. Right. So, but to be 10 years later and to be seeing them gainfully employed, suited and booted, I was at bistro, right? Like the, the peer of mine owns, but like the nighttime manager is a young lady that she used to come to my class, boom, and like tax every day. Like it was crazy to go to the CEO and be like, she's like, yo, they want this crazy. Now that I get to mm-hmm. come here, yo, I'm going to go get you in your table some drinks. Wow. Right? And that's like, awesome. yo, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's beautiful, right? Like that's, that, that's what makes me happy, right? So mm-hmm. I think that like you, you see me. You see a God-fearing man who's trying to improve the community. If I can help you improve the community in any way, let me know. I'm happy. I'm, I'm going to promote this soon as you do whatever media you got for this. You know, I'm blasting this to everybody and my people. I'm trying to be the most viewed. You know, like, like I got goals, right? That's like, right. Oh, I'm going to keep that as a challenge for everybody. You know, whatever I'm saying, though, right? Like, that, that's, that's the type of thing that I want to that I know we're a part of here. I'm happy mm. to impart that on you. Now, let's Appreciate get the Rico talent going. And I'm going to promote that. So like, let me be the most viewed. Love right? it, bro. Appreciate that. Much love, bro. Thank you. That's the goal, man. We're going to continue to go from here. No doubt, yo. No doubt. Thank you for having me. And I mean, continue. Peace and blessings. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and believe on the mission we're on, please like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're using and share this podcast with your friends and your networks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Career Cheat Code and tell us people or careers you would like to see highlighted. See you next week with some more cheat codes. Peace.